and welcome to the Moody Bunker podcast um, with me, Matt. Hey, I'm Chris. <laughs> Jesus, Chris, where were you, man? <laughs> was that, is that like oh, when jump scares? It's like, he's, uh, not, there. It's he's not there, he's not there, he's there! <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have a slight delay. Right, okay. Oh, and there's Siri going off. So there's, there's cuts already. Woohoo! Um, okay, uh, this week's episode is a film. Hooray! And it's the whole winner. So we went back to our horror roots. Uh, it's been a while since we've done horror. And we put out, um, what was the choices? It was The Nun, Mandy, uh, what was the other ones? Uh, Slender, Slender Man and Slender like Man. An, an Annabelle. Yes, which I didn't realise um, the Nun and Annabelle were like same universe. Like it's like a dark universe, right? It's the Conjuring universe. Yes, the, the Conjuring universe, and there's the Conjuring universe, and there's the other one. And it, what's the other one? There's two universes going on at the moment. The Insidious the Conjuring, ones. That's it? the one. So, the, right. and what? Which is your favourite? Well, there's another one, isn't it? The Paranormal Activity universe. That's another big one, isn't it? There's like loads of those. Right. So, that, right? so we've got three of these big horror Bethamoffs going head to head for like content. Yeah. And the nun is, is like yeah, an offshoot of a character or, or that was appeared in, I think the third or second film, which. Yeah. The know, country two and the Annabelle one count creation, Annabelle or yeah. Annabelle creation, one of those two. Um, so yeah, so you might've guessed from the way we're rambling, uh, the, the nun was the winner. You'd, you'd guess that was the winner from a, the podcast <laughs> title and B, you know, the, the fact that we're, we're talking about the nun. So yeah, so we, we looked at the nun. The nun! Here's the trailer. I had a series of visions when I was younger. And after each one ended, the same thought would be stuck in my head. What did you see? I saw a nun. Word of my visions reached the church. And I was asked to accompany a priest to an abbey in Romania. The abbey has a long history. Valak. Not all good. What? Jenny Hipdale. Callahan's here. Short trailer. I watched the trailer because I've, I've started to watch trailers, especially of horror films, because they yeah. tend to have things in the trailer that don't actually appear in the film. But that, and I hope you picked the short one that I watched, that <laughs> was a very short trailer. Right? Yeah, I don't think I've seen the trailer. I think I've seen just basically snippets of or heard bits and pieces or clips of the film as opposed to like watching the trailer in full because it. it I think the intention of this film was to keep it very, very uh, low key and to just give out snippets of like marketing. 
acting was not to give it too much. I think there was loads of um, like bits. Uh, um, there was loads of controversy about a, a clip that was used yes. uh, for promotion on on YouTube, which loads of people complained about. So they took it down. So they wanted to have this film have a bit of more of a mystery to it because the character in this franchise was, you know, one that seemed to people seemed to want to to sort of see more of. I'm not yeah. sure how I feel about it at the moment. Uh, we'll get into a deeper dive, I suppose. Right, okay. So um, as we alluded to, this film is part of the Conjuring universe. And for anyone that doesn't uh, is not aware, uh, the Conjuring um, is two films. Um, and then there's been uh, two other spin-offs. And there are two further spin-offs coming, I think, our way. So uh, the Conjuring um, was based on like, the Amityville curse thing, the mm. that. Um, and the Conjuring Two was based on another another uh, sort of famous sort of uh, it was like a poltergeist one I think. Um, so like th- those two were based on true stories. I'm doing bunny ears there. Um, there should be some sort of, there should have a sort of podcast equivalent of bunny ears, so that could be like true true stories. Um, <laughs> so like th- there's so there's been one two three four. Five, five films currently with another two in production due for slated for 2019 release. And that they're all over the place. So The Conjuring 1 came out in 2013, but it's set in 1971. The next yeah. film out was Annabelle. That was 2014, but set in 1967, so before The Conjuring. Then you have The Conjuring 2 came out in 2016, but set in 1977, so obviously later than those two. And then 2017, you had Annabelle Creation come out, but set in 1955. And then uh, 2018, just last year, um, The Nun came out, which is set before everything in 1952. Oh, it's complicated, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit complicated, but I think if you, I think you're able with these films, they've done it in a way that you could, you're able to sort of to dip into it, do anything that you fancy. I mean, they're, they're not particularly taxing to watch. I mean, I'll give you the plot synopsis of The Nun, because oh, yeah. yeah. it's a little bit different in terms of its direction and, and whatnot. So when a young nun at a, a cloistered abbey in Romania takes her own life, a priest with a haunted past and an, uh, now this is a weird word, and uh, a novi, an, a novitiate. Yes. What's that? Which is basically, I think, a nun that's not yet taken her vows, I believe. Yeah, they mention it several uh, times in the film. Several times. It's you have not taken your vows. Yeah. Uh, on the threshold of her final vows are sent to the Vatican to investigate. Together they, under, they uncover uh, the Order's unholy secret, risking not only their lives, but their faith and their very souls. Uh, they confront a malevolent force on the, <laughs> in the form of uh, the same demonic nun that first terrorised audiences in The Conjuring 2. See, even the plot synopsis is fucking confusing. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And as the Abbey becomes a horrific battleground between the living and the damned. So uh, you get the... Uh, it's directed by... Uh, Corin Hardy, who's quite a fine director, actually. I don't know if you know his work, but he did a really good. I think it's why he was chosen for this movie. He did a, a really so the Hello uh, he did uh, well in like two or three years ago. Um, quite a low budget spooky home invasion horror with 
um, like an Irish family being haunted by like essentially tree elves or a, a folklore type of thing. And it was really creepy and really good and really good reviews. So no wonder he was kind of picked up for this with kind of like a big break for him. Um, and he was also, he's been connected to or has been in development to do like the, the Crow remake for years. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's never, ever, I think it's been officially shelved now, but he was um, earmarked for that. And that was, you know, he was interviewing about it in like other, when he was doing the promotion for this film and the, the Hallows. Um, but yeah, it's now officially been shelved and it's no longer, no longer in production, which is a big shame. So in terms of director and what you're potentially going to bring to this franchise, you know, it had some high hopes. Well, um, he, he brought tires from space to the franchise. So that was cool. Yeah, so we've got Michael Smiley. Michael Smiley. Yeah, so when you see the opening sequences, is like the Vatican, and you've got these big wigs there, or big, you know, uh, Charlie Big Potatoes in the in the in the kind of <laughs> Catholic world. Uh, Michael Smiley, if you know him, he's just a fantastic actor. Um, got an amazing face with a huge nose. Uh, looks looks like someone who could either give you a cuddle or knock you out. He's kind of got that kind of look about him, isn't he? You don't know where, where the, which way you would go. Oh yeah, but, I think that's why he was brilliant in space as uh, as tires because like he kept flipping on people, didn't he? He'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's talking about? What's talking? Where, 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 where's my flame? <laughs> it's like, oh, here it is. Oh, can I borrow a flame? He's like, of course you can. <laughs> I um I saw him and and I immediately jumped for joy. I was not literally. But I metaphorically jumped for joy, and I thought to myself, "Yes, okay, did fine. If he's going to be with your jumping for joy, did I what? Sorry, did you annoy a pensioner with your jumping? No, no, no. I was too busy drooling, so uh, that would have done the same thing. <laughs> but no, when I saw him, I thought, "Yes, okay. Actually, this might be completely watchable. He, he's going to turn up in it at several points in the film. If fucking doesn't, um, yeah. which is a shame." You got Damien uh, Bichir, who's Father Burke, um, and he's he's another sort of regular character in this franchise. Uh, Taser Farminga, who's basically Sister Irene, who plays this young uh, sister who's yet to take her vows. She's like a, she's like a clone, because like when you see it first of all and saw the trailers, I thought they'd just done some de aging on Farminga. I don't. What do you mean? Because she looks so similar. Because her sister. To who? Tess- oh, is she? Oh, I didn't know that. Does she have a sister? Yeah, so the, um, <laughs> the, the uh, Vera Farmiga, which you'll recognise from various films, uh, she's, she's always great. She did the original Conjuring and like the, the appears, weirdly got quite high billing for this film. Um, she appears like in uh, like the flashbacks right at the start and then at the end with the positioning thing at the end. Vera. Oh, her. Yes, yeah. she's in the she's in the casting here. So the main right. sister Irene is actually her younger sister. Right, I didn't know this. Katia cool. Farmiga. And um, she was in uh, American Horror Story and that that kind of Fox yeah. or HBO series as well. Um, and you got Bonnie Ahrens who plays the nun. Uh, she's got obviously the nun um, down to a T. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a hard, that's a tough sell in it as an actor. It's like right, you just got to pop up every now and again with really bad makeup on, and and whatever you don't manage to pull off, we just CGI in for you. Yeah, but there's there's a it's a fairly small cast. I mean, you could, it's really weird that in terms of the billing of the cast, you get a kind of Patrick Wilson and uh, yeah, Vera Flaminga, who basically 
quite high up on the car, yeah. although they're in, they're in the film right at the end, just to connect <laughs> the two together. Um, it's really strange, but yeah, um, and there's clips from another film as well. It's not that like they've actually got them in this film, don't think. No. just like taking some scenes from one film and put it in there. So yeah, you've actually really, in essence, got this is four people in this film carrying it. The rest are all just background. I was going to say Jonas Bloquette or Bloquette uh, is Frenchy, who's the kind of um, the local farmer, help, a handyman who helps out basically in this. Yeah, uh, and you got three hot nuns as the other the hot nuns. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, this not a is, huge cast. So no, the, but it, money didn't go there then. A ninety-minute film, so it kind of whizzes by. I mean, what, what, what's your uh, what are your initial thoughts? Because I mean, I don't know, I don't know how you feel. Because f- we've talked about horror a couple of times in the in the podcast. We don't. It's not like a regular go-to no. in terms of film. But I mean, neither of us are quite a kind of, I would say, horror fans. I think probably no, I, I I'm a, probably watch a lot more than you do, and I would seek out a good spooky film because I quite like the spooky stuff. But I'm not keen on the gore or the tortury stuff. I think that, that turns me right off. I don't like it. I don't like it. A spooky ghosty thing. I'm, I'm quite up for that, especially if it's done well. Um, yeah. But, but so I was going into this thinking, eh, you know, <laughs> okay, I'll go, I'll go first. But I, I think uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of nuns in it. <laughs> there are a lot of nuns. Are there? But, it's hard to tell exactly how many nuns are in this because they're. Well, this is what I'm saying. Similar. They all look similar. They're, they're, they're kind of they do the spooky kind of house on haunted hill thing where you know they're behind you sort of thing. A lot of the shots, you know, will, will make you think that something's going to happen or, or you're expecting a jump scare. Because I mean, let's let's be honest. This film is relies heavily on on jump scares. It's basically yeah. That's, all it creates is... I mean, I think what up. I was watching this film is I, I, I was certain that we'd, what I should say is, is like a lot of the the bad points of this film can be labelled at literally every horror film. There's certain sort of like connivances the, that literally every horror film, like going down the dark corridor, yes, we could stand here and take the piss out. Why do they go down the dark corridor? The fact that the light fails, or the light doesn't really do anything. You know, it doesn't actually light... Um, is a very common thing. Uh, the, the you know the the look to the left, something appears on the right. The, the misdirection, everything there, the banging music, all of that stuff doesn't. We can say that's shit, um, but it isn't necessarily something we can label, you know point directly at this film and say this is the only film that does that shit. Me, I think it would be very unfair to call to say any anything in this film is is bad apart from potentially the script and the dialogue it was written by uh, <laughs> gary <laughs> gary Dorberman. <laughs> so the, the screenplay by gary Dorberman, and i'm not sure what he's done before but it's very on the nose and i think that's the only thing that's, that's really bad with it because the kind of the atmosphere that uh, that Corin hardy creates and, and the settings and, the, and the, the paint palette that he's using and you know the cinematography is perfectly fine and it is spooky i mean it, it did yeah. spook me and i did i mean I there did is something that is spooky at convents and castles are inherently spooky nuns are quite spooky so you know you got those in there it reminded me the initial sort of setup with the sort of guy going as delivery um as a, a sort of like shit version of them um, in the name of the rose do you ever watch that film yeah 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 so like Christian Bell in that plays kind of the Frenchy character of sort of like someone that just sort of, you know, helps out the local monks and stuff. Um, and and Frenchy is obviously that sort of guy in this one. So it's kind yeah. of, you know, it's, it's got, it's got like a spooky setup. You're like, this is spooky. 
right? Yeah. Nuns yeah. are spooky. Well, these nuns are spooky, but the kind of, mm. yeah, exposition that's delivered. And, then we, uh, and I immediately, well, I always think of you when I'm doing stuff, but I thought <laughs> of you when, when uh, Father Burke's looking at a book and, oh, yeah. and, then it, yeah, and explaining some plot out to us with pictures. Uh, <laughs> I just thought, this is a massive alarm bell when your face arrived uh, in my mind. And uh, it just brought me back to all our conversations we've had with all these films that we've done where there's always somebody with a book or books thumbing through them the pages there's a, vi- a vision or a, sorry an image of a demon doing something to another person or something because and they yeah. they talk they read aloud to give us all the information that we need to keep get us always kind of make a, an animation out of the images as well so, so yes the images themselves don't stay still it's like <laughs> and it's like claws face claw yeah. face claw yeah. face claw <laughs> angry peasant being, being thrown down a hole and then sealed there's always something being thrown down a fucking hole and then yeah. it being sealed every time and it's the same with like wall cave wall paintings as well or imagery like that you it's the same kind of looking at because because looking at cave paintings uh, would, would it's just not the same as looking at cave paintings that then animate themselves to show <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it's that's and yeah. stuff I want to get into some of the like the non-usual horror contrivances that I had issues with in this film, if that's right. Yeah. Right. So um, the weird sort of mix of people uh, in terms of like nationalities and stuff, but yet no one. What language were they speaking? Because occasionally you had subtitles, but like they just picked up in Romania. There's uh, what an Italian priest, and well, I don't even know what she's meant to be, Tassio, in this. Um, and then they speak to a Canadian Frenchman um, who's yeah. living with Romanian people, and then there's a nun, and everyone's kind of on the universal translator, and they're smashing out the languages. Yeah, yeah. It, and, and you've got uh, Michael Smiley at the beginning doing a very Narnarish... Uh, <laughs> exactly. Like, so. like, you know, we haven't got this much sort of multiculturalism now, let alone something <laughs> in 1953. Um, so, yeah, that kind of bugged me. Um, and then, like, as the film went on you realize like the whole thing was unnecessary like so in the beginning we see these two nuns and they, they're going down this weird corridor um we're not going to mention the dry ice there's, there's there's there is dry ice i mentioned it sorry um they go down there there's like crosses everywhere pointing stuff and then she has like a special magic key and she goes she goes well, i'm gonna go get the the thing now right and then uh, she's like yeah okay go get the thing and then she goes in there with the torch that doesn't light. Yeah. And then and then comes out, hands her the key, and gets sucked back into the room shut. And then the girl goes and then hangs herself so the thing can't get out because that's how it moves. Yeah. But then later on, that that's not where the holy hand grenade is. It's not in that thing. No, no. They, they, just, of... they just go to another place and go, <laughs> oh, it's here. And open it up, holy hand grenade. And like, if they've got that, right? So apparently this fucking abbey has been haunted. Or they, they, they've been there for, they mentioned the number of years. I don't know what it is. I'm going to say 20, but probably mm. longer than that. They've been there over 20 years, praying constantly to keep the evil at bay. When all they needed to do was go and drop the holy hand grenade on the fucking thing. Well, no, Matthew, because they're, de- they're, not, they're not alive. They're all dead anyway. They they're all not dead. real. They were dead. The, the, the thing is, the at the end of the movie... They weren't dead. They were. They were, all, they were ghosts. 
all of the all those yeah but up until the point they died well, you know there's the bit where she... <laughs> <laughs> isn't there the bit where she's she's rescued by a nun and she's she's the nuns that she's been talking to in in in, in the abbey and then all of a sudden she realizes when the others could turn up to help her that they, they're all just dead anyway they've been dead for years and they don't exist and that's where they there that's when she goes in to pray and they've all been praying they're not actually there that that's her imagine not her imagination that's a that's a that's fake it's been created for her to to, to get her to do what this the original one that hung itself original yeah she was alive she must have been alive in order to hang herself and then the other one and then obviously before that before all the nuns died there were nuns (laughs) right so the nuns at any point could have gone right let's do this is getting bad now Let's go get the blood of Christ holy hand grenade and then chuck it on the hole and we'll be all right. So that this holy hand grenade is basically the, the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ compels you, basically. If you use the blood of Christ, um, it will seal the hole back in. Because you have the exposition of how they sealed the hole and drove the... the first time. The first time. They used like a teeny weeny drop. It's like a little drop. And then it, <laughs> and it sealed over. But then there were bombs during the Second World War, First World War, yeah. Second World War. Yeah. Um, so there we go. So we know at least this is 1950. What did they say it was? Set in yeah, it's 1950, 52. So it's it been just... at least seven years. It's been seven years of horror for these nuns. At any point, they could have stopped it. At any point. Yeah, no, that's a big plot hole. I hadn't thought of that. But I mean, hopefully, some of the listeners to the podcast may have watched the film. But for those who who didn't come prepared, oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, the basic. Just we we touched on a couple of important kind of bits of plot there. That, that oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's all right. But there's a, there's a hole essentially that this demon nun escapes out of and does bad things. And then in order to to get it back in the hole, the the MacGuffin is that you need the 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 holy. There's a little, like, as you say, like a, a little vial of, of, of Jesus's. But it, it looks like a Christmas bauble, ball, like a really cool Christmas bauble. Ball. Yeah, but with blood in it. And you would think, actually, whatever they... <laughs> but my, my, my problem with that is, like, like, so you've got this incredibly precious demon-busting shit, right? Not shit, it's blood of Christ. <laughs> go, ooh, what should we put it in? It's like, oh, I've got this, like, metal thing. It's like, no, 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 fuck that. What's that over there? It's like... It's glass. That's like a Christmas bauble. We can't use that. It's incredibly fragile. It's like, no, no, no. But it looks cool. Put it in that. <laughs> <laughs> These decisions are made, aren't they, by just idiots. And it's, the whole, the whole, I guess all the tropes are there, bed linen hanging from, from uh, coat hang, uh, hangers or whatever, clotheslines, and you're fighting through it to, 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 to find a, a giggling child that's running away from oh, you. Yeah. So that, yeah. that was my sort of second issue with this particular film it's right so um the priest has his own like a horrendous backstory so he's oh, dog he's like the vacuum he's, he's the vacuum go-to guy if someone needs like an exorcism or there's some un- un- paranormal shit going down they send in father burke who throws down with the demons and gets on but his problem in the thing he's tortured with is the fact that a child that um, he performed an exorcism on died. So, oh shit, died. And he kind of let the line go, um, oh, perhaps I was uh, too eager with my determination, right? And I'm like, the fucking kid was thrashing around, speaking in tongues with demon face. Yeah. I think it was a slam dunk, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's not like maybe he just had, you know, strep throat or something. No, 
The fucking little <laughs> shit was possessed. No, he was in, he was doing the right thing. <laughs> there was no there was no waiting for that. Then he was definitely in the right place at the yeah, right he's time. He's like, oh, was I too quick to you know start the old exorcism malarkey? Maybe no. maybe could have just been you know hangry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know maybe someone had just taken away his um, iPad. I don't know because like you know these the sort of things that the kids freak out about. Um, yeah, but so, a, snake, a snake comes out of his mouth at one point. Yeah, so it's like, oh, I think it's probably possessed. There's a fucking snake coming out of the kid's mouth. Mm, maybe a bit soon. No, no. Okay. Well, all that exposition and you know, background stuff is all faff and nonsense in it, really. But it's just, an I guess, what, what, to chase a small child around some sheets is what it is. Yeah, I mean, and then I mean, I mean, that's a hard sell these days with priests. I mean, <laughs> if you see a priest chasing a small child <laughs> around some bed sheets, what you probably should do is intervene <laughs> because you know, even if they say, "Ah, oh, he's a little ghost child and um, trying to exercise his demons," <laughs> you're like, hold on, let's have a chat with the child and make sure that we're okay here. But the thing is, Matthew, as well, he knows that a child is dead, and yet this child is you know, yeah. appearing to him in a, in a different place. And he must know, he must know in himself that, you know, by chasing it, it's going to be, it's going to end, isn't going to end well. <laughs> and he's not stupid. So he's thinking, right, I know this is not, this is not somebody playing a trick on me because of where we are and what's happened, you know, in, you know, in a few, you know, days leading up to this point. Because you know it's all going to shit. Yeah. And you just think to yourself, right? What I'll probably do is collect my thoughts and you know, Sister Irene, and we'll, we'll go outside. We'll call. We'll call. Make some phone calls. Uh, I'll send a telegram to you know the Vatican and just say, look, this is this is. We need a little bit more help. You send in the big guns. Yeah. And you get you get a bit more help. You, you think right, this place, this is is going down here. You, we need assistance. You don't you don't follow down the pathways and down the stairs and trying why would you do it on your own i don't know well, yeah. even like if you, if you considered like if it was a small child like and you could see them running and things but this fucker's like teleporting all over the fucking place so it's not like it's like all the other nuns they do the same thing don't they they're like yeah. next to you. They're, I, I just want to pause this podcast for a second because i've got to turn the light on is because it's got dark and i'm linking a little bit scared okay so one can. second keep that in there that's better because it was like I'm looking at the door, thinking, "Is it going to creak open?" And am I going to get a visitation from a from a spooky nun? But no, it's <laughs> swimming. Uh, so, so. <laughs> right. So in the middle of this film, there was almost three near identical scenes, um, one after the other, of like, so Frenchy left, like he left him and said, "Right, I'm I'm off now, mate." And then he had a thing where he was following a spooky apparition, and this time it was it was the it was the nun, it was the nun. The, the, the nun that killed herself. The nun that killed herself. So he, he did that. He's like, oh, there she is. Over there, over there, down there. Ah, uh, I've been hit by it. Then the priest... Well, that, that, that bit was very... That was actually quite spooky, wasn't it? Because she was... That was a, quite a spooky zombie nun, wasn't it? Yeah, she looked mean. She was a mean zombie nun. But then yeah. the, the priest, as we said, just mentioned, chasing the child. And yeah. then um, Sister Irene did exactly the same thing. And it was just three, like, little vignettes one after the other, all pretty much fucking identical. And it's yeah. just like, oh, what's going on here? It's like, it took up sort of 20 minutes, maybe more of the film, but didn't move along the plot in any way. Like one of those scenes would have sufficed to say, spooky shit's going down. Hmm. But instead they just went, that one, then that one, then that one. And then there was actually like a little, then there was a small beat of exposition, 
And then there was a, another one where exactly the same thing happened again. It's just like, oh, fuck's sake. So I could understand. No, the I think as well, splitting those three main characters up is probably wasn't the best thing to do either because there was quite, you know, any chemistry that they might well have been working on or building up upon was, was basically disappeared when they when they all went off their own separate ways because you there's not much you can do with somebody on their own in a room whereas if you had someone yeah. to play upon it's especially there's a little bit of a hint of some sort of you know romantic involvement between frenchie and sister irene um he's not a bad character he's, he's got like this young he he, he, he he could have been in it more uh he, he obviously comes to the rescue at the end he does the, the usual yeah. thing yeah, quite just a few you know what's going funny on. lines as well didn't he i think as well, well he's not like the, he's like the He's the grounded guy. He's like, whoa, this is the shit's going down kind of person. He's you, isn't he? He's he's saying what you're saying, like, like, yeah, yeah. like that. I'm not going down that way. And he goes, right, I'll see you in a minute, sort of thing. So he's he's the audience and, and reacts as we are reacting. And the other two are basically just brain dead, just just doing what they think is the right thing to do. And I mean, his sister Irene, she must be what nineteen in this, or, or, or she's very young. She's, yeah, she looks. She does the innocent thing very well. Yeah, she, she should have just. She would be legging it. She'd be absolutely <laughs> shitty terrified. <laughs> she literally like shoots out of the um, the um, abbey on a stream of shite, just like like a bottom this, rocket. <laughs> if you're in this position, you would, you would, I would probably die. I would die with fear. You know, when you get so, you can get so scared of something or something makes you jump so much, you feel like you're going to fucking die. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often, thank God. But I mean, in these situations, and now if I was in this situation, well, once, one, well, for one, I would not be in this fucking situation. But two, if, if I was, I found myself in, in this place, I would be obviously fucking petrified i would have soiled myself at least three or four times yeah and there would be no more bodily fluids fluids in me to escape i mean it would be like i would be like a husk of a man i would be <laughs> i'll be in tears i'd be sobbing shitting pissing uh sweating uh constantly and then i would just probably have a fucking massive heart attack uh <laughs> especially when all those nuns are you know twitching their necks because their necks are all broken it's there's some real spooky stuff going on you're in the middle of it all yeah just fucking, you'd shit yourself to death wouldn't you you would shite yourself to death. And I think that'd be a very different film if it was me and you went to an abbey, something spooky <laughs> happened. And then the, the 80 minutes of the film was just me and you with our eyes shut in the corner, shiting ourselves to death. Or, or just, you know, two massive dudes had a massive heart attack each and they just <laughs> twitching for 18 minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, obviously, yeah. a, a certain because there, there was, you know, Again, it's not something that's unique to this film. There are various things that is just taken and destroyed. So, like, um, after the father, uh, Father Burke chases the kid down, he ends up getting buried alive and turfed as well, which I thought was a nice touch. Is that they didn't just bury it, they turfed it as well. Um, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's like a ground force ghost going on there. So, yeah. so what this crypt really needs is a covering of grass and some flowers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and, and a little um, bell, and a little, a little bell. So what I thought was hilarious is like Sister Irene that like, pops her head out. She has a little bell. She goes, Father Burke. Why would it be Father Burke? <laughs> why would Father Burke be buried ringing a bell? Why would you make that jump? Yeah, she does come to the conclusion, and she. <sighs> oh, why? She's a good digger, by the way. She gets through that. Like, well, there's like six meters. Or, uh, probably they didn't do a regulation depth burial. I don't think. Um, oh, I think they did when he, when he falls backwards into the into the coffin and it, it slams deep, shut. And yeah. it's deep. It's definitely six foot. So she, yeah, she's got a hell of a spade action going on there. I was going to ask you a question. Um, did you did you jump? Did you find this film scary? Um, 
I am easy to make jump. I, I can't actually do, I can't remember actually being scared or jumping from this film. Uh, well, did you enjoy, did, did you, yeah, but it's okay. Did, you can jump at anything. I mean, you could jump at, you know. Yeah, this is, I, I don't feel, I, I don't enjoy these jump scare films because I don't like being forced to do something. Like it's like an unnatural thing. It's like someone, it, it, it's like psychological bell ringing. It's not, it's not, it's not making me feel something. It's making me do something. And it's like, I don't, that's cheap. Like, you know, utterly, utterly pointless. But yeah, but, but, so I don't, this, I think well, I don't enjoy these films. But I was thinking as well, I was watching this film. It's like, as we just mentioned, um, right at the start of the podcast, this is like one of five films in the Conjuring universe. There's the Insidious, and I have literally no idea what numbers that's on with the spin-offs and stuff. Paranormal Activity is the mm. same. And they, these, all these films kind of have exactly the same kind of formula to them. They all do the same thing. So I think... It, you get that malaise after watching all of these. Like I don't even watch that many. So like people that watch all of these, it just must be like watching another episode of EastEnders. And it's just like, oh, there's, oh, again, there's, there's a head come out of a box. Um, so I think the weird thing is, I think if you took all those films away, if you took them away and they didn't exist and you, you held this film up in isolation, it would be a much better film. You'd look at it and go, oh, that was pretty fucking scary it was pretty jumpy and i enjoyed the fact that there was spooky nuns and stuff i think that would work but yeah. because it's in this whole universe of a million other fucking films doing exactly the same fucking thing you're just like oh i've had enough of this but the thing is well the character the nun she has got a name but i can't i can't remember what it was but the marilyn manson yeah <laughs> she she's got a fairly small part in his other this other movie that she's been in and so sometimes I think it's nice to have a bit of, of mystery and we don't, we do, we always need to know the backstory. Yeah. And, and I guess she, she can carry a, a standalone movie because it is, it, she's incredibly scary. And the bits, the stuff that she's in before is, I found so probably why we need this standalone film. Don't know. It made $360 million from a yeah. $22 million budget. And this isn't isolated. All of these films make this sort of money. So this is nowhere near the last yeah. film we've seen. They're making huge amounts of money off these films, like massive, massive amounts of money with very little outlay. Like 22 million is nothing in film yeah. terms these days. And like, as we pointed yeah. out, they, they made it fundamentally with four people. So to make 360 yeah. million yeah. out of that, and there's just, that's why it's just like, oh, people liked that doll in the background of the country. Cool. Then it gets its own film. Um, you know, everybody, yeah. everything needs to have full exposition because there's a there's an appetite for it out there. This is kind of like the horror equivalent of the Avengers, it's, but it will never end. <laughs> yeah, so demons assemble, and there's a demon in. Um, there's an, isn't it like the Creaky Man or something like a the Stingy Spangly Man or something? Isn't there coming as well? I've seen a trailer for that on the other day yeah. from this universe of another, another demon that's turned up in these films. The Curse of Lelemore. Um, I think the James one. No, it's different than that. There's a new one coming. I saw a trailer like a... The Crooked Man. The Crooked Man. But I think the other thing that makes money is, is the Chinese market because or, or because of the James one and his connection to these movies because I think he brings an awful lot of... Um, he brings a lot of cinema money box office money to these movies because of his following as well yeah insidious the last key do you remember that one? <laughs> oh uh, yes <laughs> uh jigsaw annabelle creation lights out the conjuring 2 insidious part 3 
Demonic, Annabelle, Saw 3D, Saw 6, Saw 5, Saw 4, Saw 3, Saw 2. That's all his stuff as a producer, as a writer. It's all the Saws again, Dead Silence, Doggy Heaven, <laughs> Saw, 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 The Nun, Aquaman, um, Crooked Man, Director, uh, The Conjuring 2, Furious 7, uh, yeah. Doggy Heaven. So yeah, like, the guy is just box office gold. But like, like Heat Magazine for literature, he's that kind of guy for cinema. Are you doing a bit, a bit of a disservice there by saying that? Well, come on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> literally, must be like making, that whole must... list I read out there, would any of them make it out of the fucking bunker? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean... Class 7 would. Oh, I don't know. Which one's that one? Is that the one with the fast cars in it? And yeah, the yeah. Guns? <laughs> the cars and the guns and stuff. I mean, the, the, they went so... Yeah, mean. but look... It is what it is. I mean, this is this is a, a massive franchise, and he's he's obviously m- making it work for the for a mass audience. Where yeah. it's not a critical mass audience, clearly, because you know these films come out to people go, yeah, you know. Exactly. But the fans of them go, all Whoa. have to be, you know, but, it all have to be massive. But also, these films are not for. I, I get the impression these are first date movies or they're Friday night films for you know young adults. I might be stepping on a few people's toes here and you get, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but these films aren't for you and I, these films are for the, like the very young movie going public that just throw popcorn at each other and sit and enjoy a good jump scare. It's not for someone who wants to sit and watch, you know, uh, something deep and meaningful with, 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 you know, hereditary or whatever, or, or you know, don't look yeah. now or something that's spooky. It's going to make you uh, think. I guess that um, ties into like you were saying, and to your, your personal taste and stuff. Like I said, I, I marked out there's Furious 7 or something I wouldn't throw in, but it, it, it is a shit film, but it yeah. tick, ticks lots of action box films. So it's just like, yeah, I'd watch that. Like you say, it's that first date film. It's like you go there, you either jump or you get excited because someone's get shot. It's kind of that. It's, it's McDonald's cinema. But I, I think I would probably watch this this film based on the fact that I would see, I would seek it out because I'm, I like a spooky spooky ghost story and but for me it was it's it's completely possible i wouldn't say it's a bunker movie that, that's that's my point of view how about you i i would say it was it was a bunker movie because the world wouldn't miss this if it wasn't out there i see it, would, it wouldn't miss this it, it, it like i say i mean and also you know, the fast and the furious films you could probably put them in there too but everyone likes them you know to a certain degree so uh but like i say it, you take all the other films away. You take all the other ones away, and then how this out? Like if you don't, you, like if we emerged from the bunker and this was the only film out there we hadn't seen any other of these style of horror films, it would probably, like I say, work so much better. So maybe it's not a bunker film. Maybe I'm doing a disservice. Maybe I'm just well. We can be div- we can be split. We've never been split before, but this could be first film that's divided us. Yeah, I just wanted to mention one other thing about the film. I just wonder what much. Um, I, I was a bit disappointed. Like, um, there was a nun power up scene that didn't really pay off because, as we mentioned earlier, they they keep mentioning, "Oh, you haven't taken your vows yet," and she's like, "No," and she gets a bit. And then at the end, she's like, "I want to take my vows now," and they have like a. It's almost like you'd normally have in a film, you'd have like a getting stronger montage, but this yeah. she's getting even more nun. She was like some nun. And now she's none, none powered up, none, none. <laughs> um, but it doesn't really pay off. It's like, oh, like, 
I, I was expecting some sort of... There was no real point to it, was there? No. And I was hoping that she'd like, you know, I don't know, like do a, a fireball or Hadouken, uh, <laughs> you know, just like bring out the nun power. But she, um, yeah, she didn't seem to gain anything apart from she couldn't now legitimately fuck Frenchies. Who's, uh, she, yeah, she lost more than she yeah. gained, I feel. It was just a bit of a pointless bit of, bit of stuff. <laughs> Did you want to hear some goofs and trivia? Let's move on to trivia and goofs. <laughs> yes, please, Chris. Well, uh, there's no there's no trivia because it's boring. But right. um, the goofs are, are there's a there's a couple of goofs which I'll, I'll just read out to you now. So Good. it is highly imp- uh, Sorry, I'll start again. Uh, it's like the America thing here. You know, we're on a satellite link up because <laughs> 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 when you're saying something and then I like, okay, right. It is highly improbable that Sister Irene, with such a slim and petite figure, could dig Father Burke out of the grave so easily. Yeah. Is that, so is that a goof? The... Is that a goof, the fact that she's a good digger? Uh, I just think it's the fact that they're saying it's improbable. It's improbable that a woman of her size can dig. Oh, man. I guess it's... It's not the 1950s anymore. Women can dig. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's a bit of a... It's a bit of an old-fashioned goof, isn't it? Um... In the movie, the convent is bombed by German planes, and actually the planes should be Russian, British, or American, as in World War II, Romania was on the Axis side. Ooh. After the monarchy was overthrown by, by a fascist government in 1939, Romania joined the Nazis after invasion of the Soviet Union and kept fighting until its occupation by the Soviet army in 1944. That's a fairly big gap. Uh, gaff, sorry. Um, Sister, Sister Irene has clear fingernail polish on throughout the film and a novice nun would not wear this as it would be viewed as being a vanity. Yeah, that's, there, that's a good point. I did actually make my notes. Um, I put lipstick nuns because all of the nuns, all the dead nuns and the living nuns were all quite heavily made up. Yeah. You know. I've got one more for you. Uh, this is the final goof for you. So when Father Burke and Sister Irene retreat to the residential building it has a lit up and it is lit up sorry and is playing the radio yet there seems to be no electricity anywhere Ooh, in the yeah. convent castle as they use only they use only candles and oil lamps for lighting so well, where and, did and the, the weird to come from Matthew and where? the weird and the weird red light that's always on in the background for some bizarre reason did you notice oh. the red light there's a, a red light on no it's Roxanne Roxanne. You don't have to pull out a weird light. <laughs> what thing? You go. It's the nun. Who would want to fuck that nun? Whoa. Um, lads, lads, lads. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, is it is it review time? It is review time, yeah. So I've got a cracking 10 out of 10 here. Well, it's not cracking, but it's just, it is a 10 out of 10 review. <laughs> So, so I thought it was quite interesting, actually, and it's probably um, it, it mirrors our our kind of uh, our debate about the jump scares, and whether or not this is is that um, I was reading quite a lot of the reviews, and the, um, the sort of non-mental ones were kind of all pointing the same thing, saying there was loads of jump scares in this movie, which I love, um, yeah. and then all the one out of ten to go in. This film was just full of fucking jump scares. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was very much, um, yeah, you can cut a line straight down that. It's just like people that like that, people that don't like that. And then yeah, but you can tell the ones that enjoyed it because the, 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 the grammar and the, and the spending <laughs> in there is considerably poorer than those who are giving it ones and twos and things. Yeah. This, this is one that uh, just popped out of me. Uh, hopefully you've not got it either. It's by Piano Art 18290, and it's what a horror movie should be. Um, and I'll do this in the normal. I'm going to go old school and do the geeky voice because right. I, I miss I miss that guy. You miss him. Um, this movie had the best scare element. The movie had that dark element that made the hair stand on the back of your neck. The movie, for the most part, took place in an abbey, and just watching some of the killings. And the dark story made me terrified. <laughs> the movie had many pop-out scenes, which made the movie ten times more horrifying because they were planned just right and you never knew when it was going to happen. If someone were to ask me, what is the scariest country movie? I would reply, don't <laughs> It would be, yeah, well, there you go. So you go, and, and people are often firing that question at me. I walk down the street. <laughs> hey, Matt, what? <laughs> What's the scariest country movie? I go, Inan! <laughs> and then I crack on one more day. Oh. Um, uh, uh, well, what have you got? Did you find one? I, I, I got a couple, but they were quite short. I actually did pick that one as well. So that was good. So that, that was the same. Um, I got um, one that's just um, by, and I've managed to draw over the person's name. Karin Bohusin? Kar- Karin Bohusin. Karin Bohusin. 10 out of 10. Yes! Is just the title. Uh, I too will go back to the geek roots. Oh, please do. Um, maybe Moz Geek. I think Moz Geek. Oh, well, my favourite character. <laughs> Loved it. Creepy turns in a creepy alley makes a creepy movie. And that's all I want in a horror movie. Something that creeps me out. That was it. That was the whole. Oh, movie. I love it. <laughs> and it's frantically and furiously saying it too. Yeah, yeah, because he want the the person wanted creepy, 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 creepy. Oh, uh, I picked this one out. It's, um, uh, Mo Mo Dalna. Uh, ten out of ten, just nice, nice, nice. Um, I, I picked this one out because it had the red warning spoilers mark on it. I'm like, oh, yeah. what could be spoilers? So. Um, and the re- this is the full review. I'm not pissing about here. Um, very good movie. I like the nuns in the movie, and I give it ten of the best horror movie in The Conjuring. <laughs> so it's the fact there's nuns in it. The spoiler. I mean, <laughs> what the fuck? Is- <laughs> Where's the spoiler? I'm sorry, but that is spoilerific. I mean, you'd have to write. You'd have to sign some sort of thing to sort of. And they might be sued by the production company about that one. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's three in a row that all set clamp spoilers. Scary and, and entertainment, as you pointed out, maybe the... Mm, the film is for funds of horror film from the first second <laughs> to the last. Have tense and really interesting, scary scenes. The scenery, scenery in... And this is the strangest spelling of Transylvania I've ever seen. <laughs> Tranquilvana <laughs> is a myth and is a myth... And fantastic. 10 to 10. 10 to 10. 
They, oh god that they did film a lot of it in transylvania they didn't they as well but romania transylvania is obviously a region but um that was spoilers oh, oh fucking hell sorry <laughs> memory is ram ha! um <laughs> uh yeah but that, that apparently had spoilers in it as well maybe maybe they just meant warning spoils english language <laughs> <laughs> yeah much more accurate avoid at all costs but yeah so there you go there's 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 the reviews so that's that's and that's that's the nun done and dusted i think that's we the can nun done and dusted. Yes. so uh you think it's out of the bunker you think it's fine it's got its place in the world it's not going to win an oscar but it's not offending your eyeballs and ears and sensibilities no no it's fine it's absolutely fine it's well shot i feel sorry for for the director uh i think he's had a bad time with the with the with the with the writing on this one i think he did a good job with the with what he's done i think you know the, the, the plot's the the worst part of this film unfortunately um the acting's quite good to be fair there's no there's no sort of obvious like oh that was a stinker even from like the you know, romanian barkeep um upwards there's um <laughs> they're they're there you know they are they are committed to the role um yes yeah, so anything any, anything with michael smiling it's got to be yeah, you're right. So, you know, anything. So, like, you know, he's a bit part in this, so he doesn't even get like. Full. He's the new rock. <laughs> he's the new rock. You can't ruin a film with him in it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe it's out. Maybe I'm just, you know, overly over these films. I think. I think basically, if you're going to get, it, if you want to get it back into the bunker, you need to find a, a, a holy hand grenade with a. <laughs> Bit, spit blood on this bad boy on onto yeah. your PC, uh, and uh, that was weird as well, isn't it? Right? So like she takes the blood of Christ into her mouth, and then <laughs> yeah, a real, real childish way of finishing things, right? <laughs> um, and it's really obvious to, what, how that's going to play out as well, because she just has that real smug look on her face as she's being strangulated by the nun, and then all of a sudden goes here, and you know, yeah, as you say, spits in her face. But what's obvious is that she, she, like, she must have, she's like an evil, vindictive piece of shit then, really, isn't it? Because, like, if she just dropped it in the water as she got it out of the thing, then it would have, like, you know, spin cycle and done. But no, yeah. she, want, she wanted to stare the poor, poor old nun in the face <laughs> and then spit into her face, melting her face off. Are you going to be able to look into the mirror when you're brushing your teeth tonight? Not think of me, but think of the nun... Coming behind you, in, what, behind the what, shower. What I like to do after watching these films is um, stand in front of my bathroom cabinet, open and shut it a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah. Nothing's behind me. Nothing behind me. Nothing behind me. Nothing behind me. <laughs> um, yeah, the, a lot. Of, a lot of horror films are doing it differently nowadays. They say they do that obvious setup, but then it comes. It's not where you expect it to be so they'll turn yeah. around and it'll be in the corner or it'll be to the side and this this did that as well and it, at one point you know you thought the nun was going to be there's a nun behind and she turns her head and turns around but something comes from the side which makes you jump instead yeah i think that's i quite like that miss it's quite a miss miss uh, misdirection is quite quite popular now in this yeah. kind of horror thing yeah, it, 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 it does, it's not too bad. It, it handles its jump scares all right. The insidious one we did, The Last Key, that was the worst one with the fucking suitcases. Yeah, I do remember that bit. But all, all I can think of in the, in the key is the, is the demon with no lips that can shush. Shh. Uh, <laughs> not possible, is it? It's not. We know. <laughs> you can't do it. 
So what film, what, what movie are we going to do next? Are we going to try and do something that's off, off the list or should we do um, Jupiter Ascending or something like that? I fancy doing that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, well, we've got two weeks. So, I mean, the, the films are coming thick and fast now from our list. So I'd say maybe we look at Jupiter Ascending um, and failing anything else from our list actually surfacing up. Um, mm. we, could, we could do that. We could do that. It's weird. I was just reading about Jupiter Ascending, actually, um, because someone was um, referring to it whilst um, getting excited about the upcoming June remake, because obviously Jupiter Ascending was like a big, series of books that they wanted to sort of make a franchise out of but never did because the first one was so shite um and june the first one was obviously meant to have been but yeah we got the june with everybody in it that you've ever known ever uh the coming, remake yeah coming up soon which um hans zimmer's doing the, the sound for so at least that'll be fucking awesome oh well, he's if anything he was made to do any bloody movie sound score it'd be the bloody dune wouldn't it bloody dune not so yes, well, that's, that's it. A, from the, sorry, that's a nasty habit to get into, Chris. <laughs> I know. God, just, just, uh, hang on a I have to say, apart from that, just then we did well not doing any nun puns the whole way. We did through. none. We did none whatsoever. Oh, I know they're all coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, right. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. It's like that office sketch with the. Uh, oh Jabez. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no, that's uh, it, isn't it? That's it, isn't it? Okay, it's, well. It's just, so, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll. No, I don't have it. Um, it's hard to make a, a pun out of vegetable or rosemary bead. <laughs> habit. You've done that one. We've done habit. Yeah, that's literally it, mate. Don't worry about it. Okay, so next week, next episode, sorry, we'll, we'll do another film uh, or have an interview. Not sure whatever comes first. And then, and then in the meantime, why don't you just download all the back catalogue again and listen to it all on the train or on your bike riding to work or if you're mowing the lawn or doing the housework, hoovering maybe or just dusting or whatever. Or just sat, like I do, I sit or, or lay on the sofa, just lay and I, and I listen to whatever's going. I just stay there. I stay there for as long as I can before all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I, I do it driving. Driving's my one. I like a good drive. Yeah, I mean, it's driving. podcast. Podcasts and this this podcast especially, I think it's better on repeat listening. I don't oh, know, you, each so one much, is better. You, you can listen to them ever and ever again. And the little things that Matthew said, oh, I didn't catch that last time, or Chris said something funny there. That was really good. I didn't, I don't remember that the first time. Right? Yeah. Uh, and you could write, you might even write notes down and stuff like that for when you're watching the movies to sort of say, oh yeah, I remember what Chris said, you can't shush if you've got lips. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, tell your friends if you like this podcast because obviously we do, we do it for no money. It's not we don't get, we haven't got any sponsors at the moment. So you know, we do it for love and uh, just because we love, we love it. So it, it, tell your friends, tell your family if you really enjoy independent podcasts. It's really important that you you spread the word and, and like and like us on our social media channels and get involved with the chat and and bits and pieces like that. So yeah, um, try and break in a podcast version with us. It'd be nice. It's, it's a hard one to get people to do if they've never done it before. But once they've done it, they never go back to radio. That's true. And also write a review if you if you're a regular listener, you still haven't written a review. Um, please do so because we do like reading them out uh, when they come through. And so we'll see, I guess, on the next, on the next episode of the, the Movie Bunker podcast. It's an, been an absolute pleasure to talk to you all out there, wherever you are, in Alabama and <laughs> Russia. Uh, where else is, is, are we getting these uh, down? Middle East. From? We're getting Middle East now as well. Middle East. Yeah. Um, 
what was the, the it was um the ukraine wasn't it we had as well which ukraine, is yeah yeah south africa always it always surprises me when i hit when i see the stats but alabama is a really popular state in america that's downloading our podcast and i want to know why We've made this plea many times, Chris. They're not going to talk to us. We've done something to them. We don't know what it is. They listen to us, but they don't talk to us. No, well, get on. I think this is my final plea to Alabama. Okay, Alabama, get in Why? touch. Why? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank, anything else, Matthew, you want to say? I'm good, yeah. I've I, I listened to your pleadings, and um, I've taken them on board, and I will, I promise, like the podcast, and <laughs> I will write a review and maybe give it four stars four yeah five i think is the least you can do five yeah it's like you can't do this now right it, it looks like it's the stars but actually five is the only, the only number that works yeah it's always five stars unless you're a prick and you give us one i mean what's the point <laughs> in that <laughs> yes well see you next time on the bunker then matt bye bye cheerio